In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. gentlemen welcome back to the true life podcast i hope you're all having a beautiful day hope the sun is shining hope you're feeling great and i truly hope that the world in which you find yourself today is smiling at you treating you well i want to talk to you today about judgment not so much the final judgment where you sit in front of a panel of white-robed goddesses and gods and they put your heart and your soul on a scale on one side and then a feather on the other. Not that judgment. Although that sounds kind of beautiful and poetic, doesn't it? I like to think about that sometimes. I like to think about the judgment we do for ourselves upon other people and why it's good and why it's bad. I find myself very judgmental at times. And while it serves me well, it also serves to stop you in your tracks. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Sometimes you see what it is you want to see in the environment. And it's often a... It's often a... A sign. Let me just throw this example at you. I find myself at times in a pretty toxic environment. And to me, a toxic environment is being surrounded by people that are doing things that I despise about myself. Being greedy. Being selfish. Being weak. I know a guy who turned his back on his family. I'm going to give you two examples. One is one way to look at it, and another way is another way to look at it. And I'm going to tell you about how I feel about him. So in scenario one, I know a guy that cares nothing about people, only about money. He cheated on his wife. 
he fails to lead the very people he claims to be in charge of. When, when you push him and say, why are you doing these things? You know what you're doing is wrong, but you do them anyway. He says, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I can't do it, George. I'm scared. And when you know, I confronted him and said these exact words, why? Why are you doing this? You know, it took some prodding to get to that point. I have to point out all the flaws in their argument as far as, you know, immediately I'm attacked. Hey, George, you're doing this all wrong. You're this, you're that. There's just all these ad hominem attacks being thrown at me. And when I point out, look, that's not true. What you're saying about me is not true. I'm not slow. I'm not weak. I'm not dumb. You're judging me on a very short amount of time. Why don't you judge me on the whole time I've been here? And then they come with their facts about, well, look at our numbers here, look at our numbers there. And I said, well, you're, you're not judging. Those numbers are not an accurate measurement of me. And it, it's tough to do that because the system is set up for an adversarial system. It's set up for people to attack you. Especially when you have several people planning their argument before you have the luxury of sitting down and understanding what they're going to attack you with. And so when, I, when you're in that environment, when I was in that environment, I find myself pushing back and, and sometimes successfully, sometimes not successfully. Successfully in that you can be calm and you can say to them, no, no, you're, you're that's... You're wrong there. That is a ad hominem attack. No, no, no. You're wrong there. You are attacking my character and not the issue. And so when I've been successful and I could do that, I can pin them down. And then that's when I say, why are you doing this? You know it's wrong. You're making all these accusations that are false. And you're trying to pin your inability to solve problems on me. Why are you doing that? And the answer I get is, we're scared. We're afraid. And on one hand, that makes me hate those people so much. It makes me look at them and go, yeah, I know. I know you're afraid. Look at your life. You've turned your back on your wife. You've turned your back on your family. Your daughter will hate you forever. Forever she's going to hate you. Don't you understand that? But they don't understand that. Because they live in fear. You see, they are so paralyzed by fear that they would turn their back on the people that love them the most. And part of me, like, it just makes me disgusted by them. It makes me think horrible things should happen to them. It makes me think to myself, you don't even deserve to be here. You're fucking disgusting. You have... You have had so much beautiful, sacred beauty bestowed upon you, and you decided that, damn it, I don't want any of it. I'm too, I'm too scared to even commit to it. That's how I think on one hand. And it's interesting to me because I see the particular duo I'm talking about. It's like an old guy and a young guy. And I can see the young guy becoming this old guy. And I try to tell the young guy, look, you're going to be just like that guy. You are going to become this old guy that turns his back on his family. I already see it. 
I already see it. You see, when you decide, when you make a conscious decision to do things that you know are wrong and you admit to yourself, hey, all these things I'm doing are wrong. I shouldn't do these. But then you do them anyway. Every time you do that, you destroy a little piece of your soul. And you're going to fucking hate yourself later in life. And part of me is like, you're going to fucking deserve it. And then I go way off on the edge and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I hope that happens to them. I hope this guy continues to go down the pathway of just fucking over the very people he claims to lead. So that later in life, his fucking people will hate him and he'll be alone in the fetal position crying underneath the copier. On one level, I think that. And it makes me so, it just feels so gross to be around these guys. Like, all they care about is money. That's it. That's it. And they're too afraid to stand up for the very people that would help them. They don't even ask the people for help. All they want is to be left alone in their little corner and have people, and in their own little mind, have people worship them. It's so gross to me. Okay, that's the negative part. And like, I struggle not to think that. Whenever I look at them, that's, I see that. It makes me sad and disgusted and not even want to be, I don't even want to look at them. Like they're just, it's just gross to me. And then on the other hand, I feel bad. I feel guilty because I'm scared and I've committed some of these same things. What does that say about me? What does it mean if I can identify those qualities in another person. Well, that probably means that I'm guilty of some of those qualities. That probably means that I am guilty. I am scared. Maybe the way... I don't know. Do you just stop thinking about it? Do you just choose not to see that? You just put your, I mean, and if you do do that, are you putting your blinders up and just pretending not to participate in it even though it's still there? Maybe that's the answer. Maybe you're always surrounded by mankind's inability to solve problems. Maybe this is what they talk about in certain passages, like the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who shepherds the weak through the valley of death, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost souls. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Maybe that's what that is. Maybe that's what that is. You gotta be careful not to get caught up on that path because you can you start thinking about this stuff you start seeing them and it makes you want to fight with them it makes me want to point out their flaws and in my mind I'm helping them in my mind I'm showing you look what you're doing how do you think your daughter feels about that if you read some statistics maybe if you understood that you run the risk of having your daughter commit suicide. Did you ever think about that? Then I look at this younger people like, dude, you're never going to have anything. You're turning your whole life to shit. (laughs) 
You're everyone's gonna leave you. You're gonna be all alone. And then I think like, why? Why do I even care about that? Like, who cares? Let, let it happen to him. Fuck him. Let him. Let it happen to him. Just watch him. Watch him and laugh. I think about that all the time. But it makes me sad. I don't want that to happen to them. But I can't change it. It's difficult to watch people self-destruct. It's difficult to see people that have so much potential just throw it in the gutter because they're afraid. In some ways, I think it is inspiring to see, like, okay, that's all of our stories. None of us are perfect. Do I have a right to judge them? Kind of. I think I have a right to judge their actions when it affects me. I think that if you can point out to them, look, this is wrong, you shouldn't do it, people are watching, and you stand up, and you, even if you have to say it, hey, look what you did. You're ruining people's lives. You ruined your own life. You make horrible decisions. Will that help them? Probably. Eventually. At least you care enough to say something. It's a lot harder to say something than it is to pretend like you don't see it. So that's the idea about judgment. Is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. I'm not a judge or a jury. However, I can't not judge. I try not to be judgmental. But when I see things, I think when we all see things, you instinctively judge right or wrong. It doesn't mean you're not guilty of those things. It doesn't mean you thoroughly understand the situation or why someone would do that. But it does mean, I don't know, maybe it's a barometer of your own moral compass. Maybe it's a way for you to see the world or see your flaws in another. Maybe it's something that everyone watches. And I understand, right? When you point a finger, you got three pointing right back at you. What I learn, what I am learning and what I see is the more judgmental I allow myself like the more the deeper I get in the story like the worse I feel about myself and them and mankind (laughs) you know and so I think that is the tripwire of judgment like yeah you should look you should watch and you should be careful but you should have some compassion. There's a lot more to the story than you have with your small sliver of judgmental pie. And if you get caught up, you should take a break. You should take a break. Try and focus your attention elsewhere so that 
you don't have to be dragged down into this world of fear. Because I think fear is, in fact, a portal to confusion. And confusion is where you're sold an illusion. In the end, I think it's a test. Life is what you choose to make it. I hope every one of us chooses to make the lives of the people around us better. And while we're pulled in so many different ways to do what's right for us as individuals and we're surrounded by fear, we should strive to not do things or harm other people because we're afraid. And if you look in your soul, if you look in your heart of hearts and you know what you're doing is wrong, you should wake up every single morning and try to correct it. Try not to make the same mistakes that you made the day before. And if you figure out how to do that, please let me know so that I can do it. Hope everybody has a fantastic day. I love you. Aloha. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision and I hope you all conquer it and I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better, your life will be better and you know what, you deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.